This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. I mean, if it really goes without saying, you should instead not say it and just give a knowing look. Well, folks, it goes without saying. Uh, what does? The thing that I'm not going to say. Okay. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Do you have an idea for an invention, but you don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp. They've been helping inventors for 35 years. InventHelp has helped over 10,000 inventors get patents. You can meet with an InventHelp representative who will keep your idea confidential and explain their invention process step by step. And InventHelp's databank includes over 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas. Call 800-217-4380. That's 1-800-217-4380. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. Well, still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. With over 122 million parts, they have the parts that fit your vehicle. Air filters, tires, headlights, brakes, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Are you following ESPN Wichita 92.3 on social media? Check us out on Facebook and Twitter by searching at ESPN Wichita for the latest podcasts, breaking sports news, special giveaways, broadcast schedule, and so much more. Plus, you can visit ESPNWichita.com to listen to our daily national and local sports programming by streaming live or downloading our podcast. It's all on ESPN Wichita 92.3, Wichita's all sports radio station at ESPN Wichita on social media and online at ESPNWichita.com. I'm Christine Lisi. Yankees right-hander Frankie Montas will have shoulder surgery next week and miss most or all of the 2023 baseball season. The Derek Carr sweepstakes is underway. The veteran quarterback now free to sign with any team following his release from the Raiders. There will be plenty of interest in Carr and other free agent QBs this offseason, considering the number of franchises with a need at the position, explains ESPN's Herm Edwards. They actually own the floor because there's only so many of them. Yeah. There's six quarterbacks, Nick, available maybe. Well, you got to start doing the math. So you're going to, first of all, you're going to overpay. So mm. get that out of your mind. Oh. Don't say, oh, we don't know. you're going to overpay because the quarterbacks right now, they, they got you. Herm Edwards on Get Off. ESPN's Adam Schefter's reporting. Jaguars receiver Calvin Ridley applying to the NFL today for reinstatement. He was suspended for at least the 2022 season March 7th after an investigation found he bet on NFL games while he was away from the Falcons. NBA, after missing the last three games with ankle soreness, LeBron James back tonight for the Lakers against the Pelicans. 10 Eastern, ESPN TV. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. They're close, convenient, and have the parts you need fast, along with excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, H to the O, V. 
I used to move snowflakes by the OC. Welcome to hour number two uh, here on the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We are also broadcasting uh, online at ESPNWichita.com. Find us on the TuneIn app on your smartphone, and you can also check us out on your favorite smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker, Alexa or Google, tune in to ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Strothman. Producing is Jack Johnson. You can give us a shout at 316-669-4996. That's if you want to call us. If you don't want to call, that's totally cool. You can always text at 316-247-0923. What should I stay in action tonight? How you feeling about the Shockers? How you feeling about the Chiefs and the parade that's been going on? 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15, Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. I have a buddy of mine that is sending us messages as we speak. So if you want to be like him, feel free to do so at ESPN Wichita 92.3. Here in hour number two, coming up in 20 minutes or so, we'll have Isaac Brown audio. That press conference is brought to you by Wuchak Wheat. Wichita State in action tonight, taking on Temple in Philly. Wichita State has had some struggles in Philadelphia. So we'll see if they can get the W tonight on the road. After that, we'll have a what-if Wednesday. And maybe we're starting the second half of the show with a little what-if Wednesday. Because I wanted to continue our Super Bowl leftovers. We talked about the Super Bowl on Monday. Yesterday we talked about Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. We probably need to talk about Eric Bieniemy tomorrow. That's probably on the list. On Friday, who knows? We'll see what we want to do. Maybe we talk about the upcoming draft or maybe what's on the wish list for the offseason for Kansas City. We'll see what we got in store for you on Friday. But we have some Super Bowl leftovers to get to, including this topic, and it has to deal with dynasty. That word, dynasty. The Kansas City Chiefs, are they a dynasty? Is that what we're seeing at this point? Are they a dynasty? They are Super Bowl champions for the second time in four seasons. They've hosted five consecutive AFC championship games. They're three and two in those games. They've won two Super Bowls. They've lost one. That one Super Bowl Lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Chiefs also missing their top two tackles. Missing their left tackle and right tackle in that game. The dynasty label, it tends to get thrown around a bit loosely in today's day and age. Because, I don't know, something about our society. We just like to immediately go, that guy's the greatest player of all time. When he's played two seasons. We like to have that knee-jerk type of reaction. That's the way that we operate. But you look at the Chiefs, you look at what they've done, is there a legitimate argument 
that this team is very well in that dynasty mode. Is this truly a dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs? Take a look at some of the other teams out there when you think dynasty. I think some would bring up the 1960s Green Bay Packers. You have the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. 1980s San Francisco 49ers. In the 1990s, you have the Dallas Cowboys. And you have the 21st century New England Patriots. Each of those NFL dynasties won at least three championships during that run. At least three Super Bowls during their run. 1960s Packers, 70s Steelers, 80s 49ers, 90s Cowboys, New England Patriots. Three is really the number to hit. Three's the number. And the Kansas City Chiefs, well, they've won two. And they've done it in the last five years. I think when the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Patch Mahomes, I think we all had high hopes. I didn't know how quickly the Chiefs were going to make the Super Bowl. But I think we all thought that there was potential that Kansas City would, you know, maybe turn things around with that guy at quarterback. Patch Mahomes, first year as a starter, you see what he can do, and you're like, holy smokes, okay, there, this is real. There's a very good chance that this could turn into a dynasty. I remember going way back then when we were talking about Super Bowls and what the expectation would be in a 10-year span. How many Super Bowl championships would Kansas City capture with Patrick Mahomes being the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs? And I think my answer back then was two. And I felt okay saying two. I felt fine saying two because things change. Things change in a hurry. Look at the Rams and what they dealt with last year. They really caught a break. And when they got to the Super Bowl, they capitalized on the opportunity. They won the Super Bowl championship. This year, they battle a bunch of injuries. But you also have a roster that certainly was imbalanced. And a Los Angeles Rams team that played horribly. That was a terrible football team this year. Life comes at you fast in the National Football League. It can at least. Because you have to look at everyone else in the league and what they're trying to do. We all thought that the AFC West was loading up. The L.A. Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders all finally said, we've had enough of Kansas City hosting the AFC Championship game. Raiders said, we're going to go get Devontae Adams. We're going to go get Chandler Jones, the pair with Max Crosby. Josh Jacobs has a phenomenal year. Fortunately, Las Vegas, not up to snuff with Kansas City. The Denver Broncos, they trade a lot to go get Russell Wilson. And then they pay him a lot of money. To go with that defense, supposedly all they were missing was a quarterback. And the Denver Broncos, they couldn't capitalize with a head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who couldn't make it a full season. And then you have the Los Angeles Chargers. Brandon Staley, hey, we talked about Brandon Staley being fired after what Los Angeles did 
in the Jacksonville game. Blowing a 27 nothing lead, you're thinking there's there's no way he can return. What does he do? He releases his offensive coordinator, brings on another one. That's the final straw. If they don't win this year, Brandon Staley's probably done as the head coach of Los Angeles Chargers. Buffalo Bills go out and get Von Miller. Cincinnati Bengals load up up front with their offensive line to help out Joe Burrow, to make sure he doesn't run for his life. All those things happen. And meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs, they trade away Tyreek Hill. You look at some of their moves, you're thinking, how on earth are they going to compete? There's no way. Their reign is over. Well, it turns out Patrick Mahomes had something to say about that in another MVP-type season. And after what Patrick Mahomes has done, we talked about him being in the top three already. We had that discussion on Friday already, if he wins another Super Bowl. And now he's got two rings, and now you can very much say, yeah, uh-huh. Look at some of the other guys. Tom Brady's still number one to me, but Patrick Mahomes certainly right there chasing. I would definitely make that argument for sure. But the Chiefs as a whole, I thought they got two. I was going to be happy with two. And that was my expectation. Now they have two in five years. Technically four. They have two in four years, technically. Now you look at the the rest of the way and you go, I mean, to me, I go, hey, it'd just be gravy just to get another one. To get three, that'd be awesome. But that seems to be the number they hit if you want to be considered a true dynasty. That seems to be the number. So I, I don't know. I, I know the, the players are saying this. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they're the ones saying, look, it's not really a, a dynasty, if you will. Patrick Mahomes definitely doesn't believe so. He thinks that there's more left on the table, which that's encouraging that your star quarterback is saying that. And with what they have in place, with the rookies that they have on the defensive side, the fact that they have more draft picks this year, I certainly have faith in what they can do for next season. I'm not going to say they're going to repeat as of right now, but they have some tools already out there with young rookie contracts, and that might be the strategy for Brett Feach going forward is just to continue to hit on some of these rookies. Now, obviously, you got to continue the draft well, but go in and rely on some rookie contracts when you have a guy that is getting paid half a billion dollars with Patrick Mahomes. Are the Chiefs a dynasty after winning two in the last four? I would probably. Probably s- not. Yeah, I mean. But I would- what do you think, Jack? I, I love how you're, you're, you're just, you're just inching the hop in. I Sorry, was, I, I thought you were pausing you to get my. <laughs> no, you're good. I was, I was taking a breath because I'm like, man, I need a drink of water. So that's exactly what happened there. <laughs> I was trying to get a drink of water, but I knew you're re- ready to hop in on this conversation because I think it's, it is interesting because I think some, like I said, my expectation at the very beginning was, was two. That was my expectation. Now we're here. So going forward, now it's like, well, why wouldn't it be four or five? I think some people have those unrealistic expectations. But if you truly want to be considered a, a dynasty, I think some would say three's the magic number. So one more, 
and then all of a sudden you're considered a dynasty. So there you go, Jack. Now you can go ahead and rock and roll. Yeah, always the problem of not being able to see you in person. Today yeah, if you're exactly. Because I would, I would hate to be sitting here silent after you just asked me a question. But, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, two is definitely very, very impressive in four years. But I think you really do need that third Super Bowl. But I think the best thing for Kansas City is that you can get that third Super Bowl in the span of the next, let's say, four or five years. So it's been two and four. I think you have six seasons to get a third. I think if you say you have three Super Bowls in a decade, that to me counts as a dynasty as long as you were close to a Super Bowl in those other seasons. So if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, let's say, three years from now, let's say they keep the pattern and they have three Super Bowls in seven years, I think it'd be hard to argue against that being a dynasty because you're talking about nearly every single year, every other year, the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Two is definitely, I think, nearly impossible to do in a four-year stretch. You're just not going to see it that many times, again, in the current NFL. So if the Chiefs have a third, I think they're almost rewriting the NFL because we've had dynasties in the past, and I hate to take anything away from New England. Actually, what am I saying? Of course I would hate to take success away from New England. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Don't even don't even act like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to take anything away from New England. The hell with that. I know yeah. how you operate. Yeah, exactly. The hell with that. But I think the reason they were able to dominate for so long in the AFC, I mean, compare that AFC back in early 2000s, mid-2000s, late-2000s, to the current AFC right now. Tom Brady didn't have a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen going up against Mahomes in the division. And now think about Trevor Lawrence kind of making an emergence of late. So that's five quarterbacks that are all Super Bowl-worthy winning quarterbacks. And the fact that if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs can get a third in the next five years, I think if you say you had three in a decade, that is incredibly impressive. I mean, just, Tom Brady's record of seven Super Bowl rings is probably not going to be reached by Patrick Mahomes. I'd love it to be. Agreed. It is going to be nearly impossible to get seven in the current NFL because you're always going to have a tough division. I know we make fun of the AFC West, but the Chargers are going to be right there. Who knows what the Broncos do? Maybe Russell Wilson turns around. Who knows what the Raiders do now in the aftermath of Derek Carr? But the AFC, for that matter, is always going to be a gauntlet. And you're not going to have home field every single year, even though that's all we're accustomed to with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. You're going to have years where the team's a little bit older. There's going to be an injury here and there. I mean, Tom Brady in New England went 10 years between Super Bowl wins. That's crazy to think about. Right now, it's kind of just like, oh, every other year they'll get to the Super Bowl and they'll win it. I mean, three of the last four seasons they've been in the Super Bowl, we're not going to see that again. I really doubt we'll see that again because think about the teams that we all consider to be the betting favorite in the Super Bowl. Buffalo, Cincinnati, they haven't won one yet. And though it's very early in their runs, maybe more so Cincinnati than Buffalo, it is damn hard to get to the Super Bowl and let alone win it. It's why you have to maximize on every single opportunity there because life comes at you fast. Pat, you pointed out perfectly. Look at what happened to the Rams. They win a Super Bowl. Terrible this year. That's how quickly things can fall off for you. So that's why when you get there and you win it, it's all about maximizing it. The Chiefs have some time to get that third one. But for a dynasty aspect, if you're going to ask me if I believe they're a dynasty, not yet. But now they've got some cushion. They've got some buffer room to get that third. And if they get that third anywhere in the next five years, I think you can chalk it up as a dynasty. Well, you also got to bring up the Bucks a little bit, don't you? Oh, yeah. Look at what they did. Like, it's the same thing, right? I mean, they, they had – I remember – I'll never forget. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a diehard Bucks fan. And the Buccaneers going into the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, they go, look, man, no matter what happens, like, you know, you just 
say congrats. Like, I, I hope they – if you guys win, awesome, cool, fantastic. Tom Brady, you know, a lot of people don't like Tom Brady. I do. I do believe he is the greatest of all time. So I'm okay with them. Like, hey, look, if they win, they win. And I knew going into that game too, you have a left tackle and a right tackle that are missing for Kansas City. And I'm just thinking there's just there's just no way. Tampa Bay's pass rush, you know, that's not going to be good for Kansas City. You know, and I'm thinking Philadelphia, not the exact same way, but I'm thinking to myself, well, Philly's defensive line's really good, and here is the offensive line giving up no sacks and now creating T-shirts for the parade. So job well done there by Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. But I remember the Bucks, and they brought back pretty much everyone from the Super Bowl roster. And I was texting my buddy, and he was like, oh, we're, we're ready for another run, so on and so forth. I'm like, well, eh, that's all fine and dandy. That's that's fine. But at the end of the day, I don't think you're going to have the same year as you did the year before. Even this year, I think we were all bracing for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to say I have a down year offensively, but we were expecting things to be different. I don't think anyone would expect Kansas City to have more big plays this year than last year without Tyreek Hill. No one expected that. And if you did, you're crazy. But the one thing I think we were kind of hoping for was, look, that year last year is going to do wonders for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to mature. He's going to look at different things and go, all right, this is what I can do. And it's going to help him out for his future. And guess what we saw this year? He he truly took things that were given to him. I don't think he forced as much. He didn't force at all in the Super Bowl, which is why he was spectacular in the second half. Didn't throw in the double coverage, so on and so forth. He got better. And the cool thing is what Kansas City did, and like Tampa Bay didn't get much younger. Tampa Bay didn't go out and get all these young studs, blah, blah, blah. Brett Veach said, look, we're going to give up Tyree Kill. We're going to go and use these picks. Now, did he expect to hit on every single pick? The odds of that happening probably aren't going to, you know, going to be great going forward. But he understood that the rest of the roster, it was so top-heavy, you had to get younger. And he did. The defense got younger. They relied on rookies in the secondary. And it paid off. At the very, very end. Kansas City was able to rework the roster. Tampa Bay didn't exactly do that. L.A. didn't exactly do that. And I'm not trying to say that Brett Beach is going to do it again, but he is going to have to make some decisions, though. And we'll, we can talk about this later. McCole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, what do you do with those guys? I know some people have brought up Chris Jones being traded, which I can't see that whatsoever, but... Some people are bringing that up, like, hey, trade him with one year left of the contract, whatever, you get the lot in return. I don't get that, but okay, fine. Then you look at what they have going on with Orlando Brown Jr. Do they franchise tag him for another year, or do they go out and get another left tackle and make it work? I don't know, but but that's the beautiful part about, I think, what Brett Feach is doing. He's understanding what he has already. He obviously understands he has a great quarterback, so what do you go and do? put some rookies around him, whatever it might be, and, and just rely on young guys and, and try not to force the issue by paying a guy that is older 
and then you're sitting there going, well, what the heck did I spend this money for when he's not even playing for me? That type of thing. you got to capitalize on situations, on your opportunities. And Kansas City absolutely did that. Now they have to, what we say about the Tyreek Hill deal, they're expanding the window. They're keeping the window open for another three years rather than just saying, hey, we're going to go all in on this year or that year. And maybe that's the problem with the Rams a little bit too. I think they kind of went all in on basically one year without looking at the true future of the Rams and their roster. Got to give credit to Brett Feach. I don't think he's really fallen into that trap. And for New England, I feel like New England, I don't want to say you want to follow their blueprint blueprint completely, but you look at what New England was able to do. They, they had Tom Brady. They had some of their main guys back, but they would sprinkle in some some different guys here and there. You will have some rookies out there, play play with some younger guys out there, and then you maybe add a veteran here and there. Just tiny little tweaks knowing that at the end of the day you have the guy at quarterback, and that's what Kansas City has. So two championships, that's great. But three seems to be the number. And to get one more in the next, what, seven years? Yeah. Very realistic, and if Kansas City truly wants to leave its mark, if you will, get one more, then we can officially call you a true dynasty in NFL history. Wanted to get to some quotes from the parade up in Kansas City. How toasted was – I didn't watch a single second of it, Jack. How toasted was Patrick Mahomes? How many how many beers do you think he had today? Over, under, 15 and a half. <laughs> He was nearing that number for sure, uh, depending if they just started super early. I mean, uh, he's a big dude. I mean, he's 6'3", 225, 30 pounds. I think for as intoxicated he's as he looked, it's got to be around 15 or 16. I'll take the over, I think. I saw I saw a picture, or not a picture, a video of Matt Nagy making sure as he's chugging the rest of his core's light, I saw that he was making sure Patch Rome's going to fall off the bus. That <laughs> made me laugh. That's genius, though, by Matt Nagy. Got to make sure you're protecting your guy. Some things here from the parade and the speech and so on and so forth. Brett Veach, he had this to say. He said, quote, in Kansas City, this is what a rebuilding year looks like right here, end quote. Brett Veach understood that this was that this was a retooling year for Kansas City. And the fact that they still found a way to win a Super Bowl championship against all the rest of the AFC teams, it's truly incredible. And if you're Brett Feach, you should be going into your boss's office and you say, hey, this is what I need. I need I need way more money. Because that guy has been worth every penny so far. Patrick Mahomes said, quote, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means in our rebuilding year. We're world champs. I don't know if he spoke it that clearly. Something tells me he was slurring his words a little bit, but you get the gist. Patrick Mahomes, quote, this is just the beginning. We ain't done yet. I'll make sure to hit you all back next year. And then Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey did bring up the word dynasty. It's been a dynasty y'all just didn't notice until now. Believe that blank. Feel that blank. It's Chiefs kingdom forever, baby. 
Then he ended his speech with, let's run this blank back. So there you go. Some quotes from the parade in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey was the only one to bring up the word dynasty. He believes it's a dynasty, but he also is basically saying you just didn't see it. You didn't see the behind the scenes of Brett Veach doing this or players doing this, so on and so forth. Hey, you got two Super Bowl championships. Let's see when that third one takes place. Will they repeat next year? I don't know. There's a lot of different things that could happen. And I can't wait to see this offseason because I think there are so many intriguing things in the offseason this year. With Buffalo and Cincinnati, Cincinnati you have the T. Hickens storyline to follow. And didn't didn't Jesse Bates get the franchise tag? Safety for the Bengals? Was he franchise tag? I think or did he so, get him yes. a new contract? So another thing to watch. Buffalo. What's the next move for Buffalo? Stephon Diggs is getting tired of this. What's the next move for Buffalo? What's gonna put them over the top? What does Baltimore do? How does Baltimore look? Will Lamar Jackson actually stick around? And stay in the AFC, or I, I truly believe I would, I would not be surprised if Lamar Jackson went over to the NFC. It's not a bad conference to definitely live in. Sean Payton, how is he going to turn the Denver Broncos? What's the next step for the LA Chargers? They feel like they've kind of done different things already, and yet they've fallen short. What's their next move? The New York Jets are young. Are they going to go after Aaron Rodgers and make Aaron Rodgers a part of that? Miami Dolphins, they hired Vic Vangio as their defensive coordinator. You would think their defense is going to get better. But what else are they going to add to their roster to go with Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill in that offense? Maybe their offense is already set. They just need to get better defensively. Offseason is going to be a very fun one to watch because as much as we talked about this past offseason and how teams loaded up to go against Kansas City, I think we're going to see something similar again this year because, once again, Kansas City is flirting with that dynasty conversation, that dynasty word out there. 316-669-4996, that is a hotline if you want to be part of the show. If you don't want to call, text line is available, 316-247-0923. Twitter is ESPN Wichita, Pat Strauffman, and Johnny J. Underscore 15, Facebook, ESPN, Wichita 92.3. What if Wednesday just around the corner, but up next, tonight it's Wichita State and Temple. Isaac Brown spoke to media members yesterday. We will we will have the uh, audio from Isaac Brown coming up next. It's the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? <sighs> Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 
some $200. Wow, that's serious cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FULL for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FULL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FULL for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FULL for a $5 bonus. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice-T leading a Tango class? It's probably the heart-shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart-shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. For by government.com. Did you hear? A recent stash of $10 Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s has been found. These gorgeous gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck in the late 1800s, and less than 50 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Call 1-800-495-6468, and you are guaranteed a $10 Gold Liberty coin minted by the U.S. Mint in the 1800s. But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s are still in uncirculated condition. That is history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-495-6468. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $40 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-495-6468 now to secure your $10 Gold Liberty coins dated from the 1800s before they sell out. That's 1-800-495-6468. We're almost to the finish line. The Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference basketball season is almost over, and teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Stropman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the road to Hartman Arena. Our final doubleheader takes place Wednesday, February 15th in Wichita as friends host York. Coverage begins at 6 on Wichita's sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Coming up tomorrow, Wichita State and Temple. Yes, I have been thinking that it was Wichita State and Temple tonight. That's how excited I am for some basketball after watching KU and K-State yesterday. I thought, man, it's time to see the Shockers step back on the floor. I thought it was tonight. It's because Taylor Eldridge, I believe, was flying today, so I thought it was tonight. Nope, it's tomorrow at 6. I appreciate Brenda for correcting me there. Sometimes you just write things down wrong, and that's exactly what happened to me. So I appreciate Brenda for letting me know. No one else said anything. Come on now. Y'all are killing me. Welcome back into the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Pat Strothman. Jack Johnson is our producer. Coming up, we do have a What If Wednesday. And uh, someone just also said, my schedule says Shockers play tomorrow night. Is it tonight? It is not. It is tomorrow. I wrote it down wrong. That is my fault. I will take the blame. Appreciate you guys letting me know. It's been, you know, I'm still recovering from Super Bowl. That's what it is. 
just recovering. No, no excuses. I just wrote it down wrong. So thank you so much for pointing that out. Isaac Brown spoke to media members yesterday ahead of the game against Temple tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Wichita State has had some issues with Temple on the road. He talked about that. You also talked about the recent success on the offensive side. Isaac Brown audio brought to you by Wooshock Wheat. If you're a diehard Wichita State fan, show your support by enjoying a new look, new taste. Wooshock Wheat, the official beer of the Shockers. This American Wheat Ale, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company, features a light body, clean palate, and a hint of bright citrus. Have some in my fridge right now. And I had some beer to drink during the big game. And Wichita Brewing Company, that beer was certainly made available. How can you not accept Wushak wheat? You just got to try it. It's not like normal wheat beers is how I would describe it. A portion of all sales supports Wichita State University. That part is great as well. So if you're a diehard Wichita State fan, you can show your support by getting some Wushak wheat brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. All right, Wichita State Temple taking place tomorrow evening. Shockers have been better on the road this year than really playing at home. What's the secret there? Here is Isaac Brown. Presented to you by Wushak Wheat. Ooh, um, Temple, good basketball team. Got a lot of big wins this year. You know, beat Villanova, beat Rutgers, beat Houston. Um, got great size. Got four of the better players in the league when you talk about it, the guard spot. Their two leading scorers were coming off the bench and Dunn was preseason first-team all-conference. Got a knack for drawing a lot of fouls. Um, good three-point shooter. Um, battle. Can really score the ball off the bounce. One of the toughest guys you got to defend in this conference. Um, Hicks, four-man, probably top two shooter in our conference. Had a game last year where he made ten threes. And then the big kid inside, Reynolds, um, he's really – one of those guys is unguardable one-on-one. you got to do a good job of not letting him touch it. Um, they got great size, and they're having a good year. And uh, you guys have been actually better on the road this season in conference play. Do you have a theory on like why that is? Is there any difference that you see? Yeah, I have no clue. You know, those guys, um, we prepare the same way every week in practice. Um, we've been doing a good job on the road. Um, I would say um, so far that competition at home has probably, you know, been really good, you know, playing Houston, um, Central Florida, teams like that. Um, Temple is a place we've never won at since we've been in this conference, so I know those guys will get up for that. Um, going out to Philadelphia, again, um, right now they're ahead of us in the standings. That will be a huge road win for us. But we prepare the same way, no matter if it's a home game or a road game, but our team has been playing well on the road. And uh, I was curious, in practice, uh, so, like, turnovers, like, how do you guys – practice to, to eliminate those like I mean shooting you can work on shooting you can yeah. work on boxes at boxing out like how do you work on cutting down turnovers 
Uh, we do a passing drill, number one, at the end of practice to see if guys are focused because you've got to be locked in in order to make the passes and make the layups. Um, we keep up with turnovers during practice. If you turn it over, you may have 10, 22s at the end of practice. A guy that turns it over five times, he may have five 22s. If you don't turn it over, you don't have to run. But that's something that we talk about every day. Uh, we've been talking about that since the first loss of the year, about valuing the basketball. The teams that don't turn it over are the teams that are successful, the teams that get to the NCAA tournament. A good mark for turnovers would be 13 and under, and that's something that we, we preach every day in practice and film. And we'll show all the turnovers today in practice, and guys will have to run for turnovers. Adele, obviously, you have obviously a lot on the legs here, guys. How have the you know, Monday, Tuesday, today's kind of looking like just to kind of give them maybe some breaks or just kind of give us some time to get back into it after such a tough week on Sunday? Today is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we had Monday off, um, so that gave those guys time enough to go get – you know, the cold tub to try to get their legs back up under them. Today will be a normal practice. We'll go for about an hour and 30 minutes and um, try to defend Temple, um, things they do on offense, how we're going to defend it. Uh, we'll work on going against their 65 press. They seem to do that a lot against us, that 1-2-2, two, two, to make sure we can handle that without turning it over. But I think those guys having that day off yesterday, they'll come fresh and ready to go today for practice. Getting stops, getting out in transition, beating the defense down, not having to go against a set defense, um, playing inside out, throwing the ball to Kenny Poto and, you know, all our big guys inside and um, getting stationary threes. Um, guys taking good shots. Like you said, when we don't turn it over, we shoot a great percentage. Um, getting the ball into the hands of Craig Porter and Jaquan Walton and everybody else, you know, spotting up, getting good shots. And those two guys, those three guys, including um, Kenny Poto, do a good job of getting those guys the basketball in positions where they can score. I thought two plays in the game I thought that was showed that we had a uh we have gotten better offensively. I, Isaac Abide got an offensive rebound. No, he got a steal from a deflection from Craig Porter. Instead of him rushing to take a shot, he got the ball into the hands of our best player, Craig Porter, and he went and got his feet set, and Craig Porter was able to knock down a three. I thought Melvin Flanagan got the ball late clock with about 15 seconds. Instead of him forcing a shot, he got the ball to Craig Porter. Craig Porter drove and got Melvin Flanagan a wide-open shot. So I think those guys are figuring out who you got to get the ball to, you know, Craig Porter, Jaquan Walton, um, Kenny Poto on the block. Um, James Rojas on the block. If you can get those four guys the ball in position, it helps you to get a wide open shot. And we've seen this team, uh, I think they've had two games where they've only had two turnovers, I think the tied a school record. And now we've seen, you know, 25 turnovers. Is, it, is that just kind of that, that inconsistency that's as a coaching staff, is that pretty 
be pretty frustrating where it can be just so extreme, right? Yeah, it is. You know, we've had games where you valued the basketball. We took care of it. Uh, we went on the road without Craig Porter. And I think that game, we didn't have 12 turnovers. Um, you know, we have games this year where we just turn it over a lot down the stretch. You know, we've had multiple leads when the last two or three minutes we didn't value the basketball. And we don't value the basketball, it's hard to get your defense set. And that game, having 25 turnovers and to be able to come out with a win, we were fortunate. But you're not going to win basketball games if you turn it over more than 20 times. And uh, Rojas and Pierre, I mean, obviously they've been playing a lot of minutes lately. Uh, they struggled with turnovers, though. I know in this last game, uh, hardly played after halftime. Was that kind of a message that you got to clean those up, or is that unrelated? Yeah, I think, you know, Isaac Abide played well, and when he plays well, he had the opportunity to stay on the floor. I think um, Xavier... Bell and um, Melvion Flanagan, both of those guys came in and gave us big minutes. Um, Rojas and Pierre just got to be ready to go this game. You know, all our guys got to value the basketball. That's something we have to look at. You know, we don't have a lot of guys with a positive assist to turnover ratio. I think it may be three guys. That's Kenny Poto, Craig Porter, and I think um, – Shaman Scott and those other guys got to value the basketball. You got to take care of it. Um, we got to get extra shots and we got to create turnovers in order for us to have a, an opportunity to win games. You mentioned you guys never won in Philly before. So what's uh, um, is that uh, a rallying cry? For, have you guys hyped that up? You know, to these guys that hey, like. You can do something that no WSU team has done? Yeah, I've been hyping that up all week. You got the opportunity to do something that a lot of guys that were on a lot of great teams didn't do um, once we joined the AAC. Um, we had one at Temple on the road. This will be a big game, and these guys got the opportunity to go in there and do something that no Wichita State basketball team has done, and that's win at Temple. That is Isaac Brown, men's basketball coach at Wichita State. Yesterday's weekly press conference, Isaac Brown Audio, brought to you by Wushak Wheat. If you're a diehard Wichita State fan, show your support by enjoying a new look, new taste, Wushak Wheat, the official beer of the Shockers. This American Wheat Ale, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company, features a light body, clean palate, and a hint of bright citrus. A portion of all sales supports Wichita State University. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. couple thoughts there after listening to Isaac Brown in person and then just most recently, just moments ago. The offense, man, if they can just cut down on the turnover percentage and find a way to hang on to the rock, they've been shooting the ball way better. And they have done a, a pretty good job from an offense standpoint going inside out. It is still kind of an old school approach to this offense, which is interesting because in today's day and age, it, it feels like it should be outside in. There are a lot of coaches that like the outside in. You set up your game by pushing the ball and selling for threes, all that stuff. Wichita State's a little bit more old school, and I think with this type of, of roster, I think that's the way you got to go. This is a Wichita State team that doesn't exactly shoot the ball well from beyond the arc, and you can make the argument that their top three-point shooter is a playing in Colby Rogers. He didn't get that waiver accepted here for this year. 
So you don't have your best three-point shooters, so you're thinking, all right, well, how do you go about the offense? Well, you throw it inside of Kenny Poto, who's coming off a career-high 28 points against SMU. James Rojas has been struggling hanging on to the ball, but he can be a factor when it comes to scoring. And then you do have the stationary threes, as Isaac Brown pointed out. You spot up. You go inside, then you spot up on the outside, and you hit the open shots. Wichita State has done a way better job of that. I think they have taken better shots in the last so many weeks. The tough part is is just continuously seeing just bad basketball IQ every single time. And Isaac Brown brought it up. He said, look, this is what we do to address the turnover bug. We say, you need to run, you need to do this, you need to do that. We do this drill to see if they're still mentally checked in. Well, it's not really translating well to the floor during the actual game itself because turnovers continue to be a nightmare for this Wichita State team. And they're just they're, they're just dumb turnovers, too. They're, they're not, I know it's weird to say, because is there such a thing as a smart turnover? Probably not. But I would say there's a difference between Throwing the ball in traffic where you know that the, the ball is going to sneak through and so on and so forth. There's, there's those moments and then there are the moments where you legit just throw the ball without actually looking. That happens to this Wichita State team. And as much as you want to sit here and point to Isaac Brown, I'm not sure how you can change basketball IQ from some players other than going out and recruiting guys that have a better basketball IQ. It's tough. But despite all the turnover issues, they've been shooting the ball well. And some people would say that the double overtime win over SMU, that wasn't a good win. At the end of the day, that's a game that I think Wichita State would normally lose and Wichita State found a way to get the job done. But there's no doubt that these next so many games, huge for the Shockers. And it starts tomorrow against Temple in Philadelphia, a place that is very tough to play for Wichita State. Shockers have done well on the road this year, but against Temple, no dice so far. We'll talk about that game tomorrow, what stands out to us about the Temple Owls. We'll also have some guests tomorrow. We'll have Kevin Saul. Director of Athletics at Wichita State. He'll join the show at 325 tomorrow. We'll also have our guy at Visit Wichita, Josh Howe. He'll be stopping on by tomorrow at 225. So it should be a great show tomorrow here on The Pulse. Up next, though, we wrap up a hump day edition of The Pulse. It's ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We'll be back here in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. This is The Pulse. On Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. He sent me to. Sponsored by Hizumitsu. Everyone knows time is money. 
So don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Okay, import footage. How is the hard drive already full? Juwan's Pilates studio converted to entirely virtual classes. SMPEG. But leading and editing sessions is stretching her too thin. It says render failed. What did I, what I do? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Make your 4th of July celebration even bigger this year with savings on everything you need to get your yard ready for summer. Make sure your flower beds and bushes can handle the heat with special savings on Vigoro Mulch, now at a new lower price of $2.98 a bag. Keep the sun off your soil and water in the ground. Plus, add a fun pop of color that will last up to 12 months. So hurry in and get your yard ready for celebrating in the sun. Feels like 4th of July at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Available in-store and online. Color selection varies by store. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid. We got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I, I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say Dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say Dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Just moments ago, we just started the show. <laughs> now we're already at the finish line. Boy, it went by really, really quick today. Hopefully you enjoy the program. It's the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Coming up, we have Saran Petro with the program. I'm sure there will be more coverage coming from the Super Bowl parade taking place in Kansas City. After that, instead of overtime, we do have our final regular season uh, doubleheader of the week. Our final KCAC Rhoda Hartman doubleheader of the week is in Wichita. Friends is hosting York. We haven't had York yet this season, so we will have that doubleheader for you tonight starting at 6 o'clock. The York women's basketball team has improved significantly this year. Friends women's basketball in a little bit of a slump, but a great chance to get a win going into the KCAC postseason tournament. Meanwhile, on the guys' side, it's a big game for the York Panthers. They have a pretty good team this year under Tree Burks. 
Our coverage begins at 6. Hope you can join us here on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. All right, Jack, it's a Wednesday. What do we have on this wonderful Wednesday for a what-if Wednesday? Well, this idea was tossed around a little bit yesterday during the Shane Dennis show when we were talking about oh, Steve Spagnuolo and his future. And the future oh, let of- me guess. You guys said that he needed to be fired. No, I said that it'd be all right whether he leaves or he stays. No defense is changing here in Kansas City. But I now know never to uh, text in that group message because it'll be aired out over live radio. Hey, that's the beautiful thing. Whatever you say, we're an open book. Can't trust nobody here. But anyways. uh, I didn't reveal why you're leaving this week. (laughs) That's fine. I could have done that. Yeah, you're just toeing the line. You've See, I'll, 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 I'll reveal that when you leave and you're not listening to the show. And then people oh, will be I'm like, oh, okay. In. I'm calling in. I'm calling in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for the question today of What If Wednesday, we talked about the future of Chris Jones. So what if Chris Jones is traded this offseason? What would the return be? Yeah, that's the thing. What do you think? What would it be? It would have to be, would a first-round draft pick be a requirement? I feel like one first would have to be a requirement. I what thought it? it'd be a requirement for Tyreek Hill. Gosh. That's a good point, too. And Tyreek is is he younger than Chris Jones? Chris Jones is, what, 28? They're probably the same age. I think they're around the same age because Jones yeah. was 2016 in the draft. Tyreek, I think, was 2016 as well. I think he was yeah. Third, fourth, maybe fifth round. I can't remember. Right. And then Tyreek, well, here's the thing about why I think the reason why Tyreek Hill didn't get a first is because he's a receiver. As good as he is, don't you agree that, I mean, Tyreek Hill, though, I guess you make this argument, he is in the top five for receivers, right? When you yeah. make that argument. Mm-hmm. So you would think that a first round draft pick would be required. But Tyreek Hill did require five draft picks, though. Five. So, you know, maybe that's your baseline. Maybe you're looking at the overall haul rather than just, you know, one pick or two picks. So what was Tyreek? Was it two seconds? I think it was two as seconds. As the highest? Yeah, yeah the, the highest. highest picks, yeah, the two, highest two seconds. You're probably leaning toward that way a, a little bit would be my guess. A dominant interior defensive lineman, surely it would be a pretty high price tag. That'd be my guess, and for Kansas City, you would almost have to demand it to be a high price tag because what else are you going to do? You remove Chris Jones from the equation. Are you really going to roll out a defensive line without Chris Jones and be okay with with the way that it is right now? As much as I like Colin Saunders and Mike Dana and Frank Clark and and Carlos Dunlap, although Carlos Dunlap might be a one year deal, I can't remember. As much as I like all that stuff, Chris Jones is pretty dominant, man. So. I like to think, so maybe you want to be a first, maybe you'll be a couple seconds, maybe you'd get three picks, maybe four picks instead, I don't know. It is an interesting question, though. I didn't realize that that was a thing until I heard some people talking about it. I'm thinking, well, would be kind of a Brett Feach move, so we'll see. That does it for us today. If you missed any of the show, ESPNWichita.com, iTunes, slash Apple Music, and Spotify. For producer Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strothman saying so long, Wichita. See you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.